So we are in this series called The Blessing, and uh, we're talking about blessing our kids. And when we talk about blessing, we're talking about adding value to someone, okay? So it, it's, it's like, let's, let's add value. Um, the picture is of those old-time scales, and when you bless somebody, you add weight to their scale to increase their value. Um, in one of the pictures that we, or stories in the Bible we looked at last week was when God had led the Israelites to the promised land. There they are, they're at the uh, entrance into the promised land, and God speaks to the Israelites through Moses, and he says, basically, before you lies life or death, blessing or curse. Choose. What, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose life and blessing, or are you going to choose death and curse? And for God and for the Israelites, what that meant is, are, are you going to turn towards God and obey God, because when you turn towards God and obey God, well, then you are choosing life and you're choosing blessing. When you, when you turn away from God and you disobey God, well, then you're going to choose death and curse. And so last week, we challenged you with blessing your family and how to bless our children. And so we had you write notes, and I'm, I'm hoping that some of you completed those notes and handed them out and maybe did some more notes during the week, all with the purpose of adding value to somebody else. A number of people in this congregation have already, they, they've been intentional in this kind of thing. And, and one of those couples is Jeff and Tammy Grant. And so I'm going to invite them on up because uh, they're going to share with us a little bit. A number of years ago, Jeff and Tammy... Uh, began to go through this process of choosing to be intentional in blessing their grandchildren. And so I just wanted to give uh, them an opportunity to share with us a little bit about uh, that experience and what that was all about. So um, Jeff and Tammy, so a number of years you guys go, decided to step into this process of being intentional grandparents and intentionally blessing your kids. Why? Why? Why did you decide to do that? Well, I think for me, my grandma was a, a really big deal to me, and she blessed me beyond measure. And I was able to grow up at her house along with our house. Um, I just wanted to be that grandma to our grandkids. Yeah. Um, then we took this course on the you know, If you have, that, have it up close, I know it feels like... That's yeah. better. And then he can turn it down. All right. Gotcha. Here you go. We took a grandparenting summit class and found it wasn't just about loving our kids that way, our grandkids that way, but more about ushering them into the kingdom mm. with a purpose. Yep. And that's become our biggest blessing is to be able to speak life to them also. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the why um, is, is, is biblical, so as we know. So we want to live in that light versus the kingdom of darkness, blessing and cursing. And what we learned through that course that was uh, brought us to more intentionality 
was the spoken blessing because we learned there's like eight best practices and spiritual um, practices, best practices for the Christian grandparent, and one of them was the spoken blessing. So we're in process since the fall of implementing that. Uh, the, Levitic, the Levitical blessing is one of them. Um, we're going to look at uh, customizing that a little bit more so, so that uh, when, when the grandkids come over, they'll know that uh, hopefully they're already seeing a desire to want to be blessed from grandma and grandpa. Nice. Yeah, you just hang on to the mic. Um, so I'm sure there's a bunch of other, uh, you, you can share with us some different opportunities on, on how to bless and what that looks like. But one of the things I want to uh, find out from you is like, what is the fruit? What have you noticed in your grandkids and, and even your own kids as, as you are, have, have stepped into this intentional grandparenting thing? Okay. Um, we have this little two-year-old, Annabelle, and she walked into our house about a month ago and, and just walked through the hallway and said, are you happy to see me? It was the cutest thing, and we're like, yes, Annabelle, we're so blessed by you, and we want to be a blessing back to her. And our oldest granddaughter, Jane, seven years old, has been at our house a few nights, and we're able to slip a blessing into her lunchbox. And I saw last week that she had the blessing I had put in her lunchbox and the blessing Jeff put in her lunchbox taped to her wall. And she told her mom, don't ever throw those away. I need those on my wall. That's really yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm lost in my thought here. I'm just caught in emotion. Oh, the, ble the, this, the fruit, the fruit, yeah. So I think the unity that it's brought, I mean, we're in a situation, unlike a lot of grandparents where they have a distant factor and things, they live closely. So we're hanging out with our six grandkids a lot. So, so it's, it's, that adds, obviously, benefit to that. Um, but uh, it's, uh, the, the fruit is, again, the, the unity in the family. The kids want to be with us. And, and uh, it, when it comes to the grams, it's all about faith, family, and fun. I mean... That's, that's how we operate, and um, the memories are being built up and stored, and we know that uh, the ultimate fruit is salvation in Jesus, making the choice, and that, that we, we pray that they do that at a younger age than older. And I don't know if you guys, there's a statistic, 75% of those that make decisions for Christ are before they graduate from high school. So we know that these early years are just, they're prime. So... Uh, you, you talked about you have the benefit of being close. Do you have any ideas for maybe grandparents who are, you know, a thousand miles away? What, what are some ideas of ways that they, they can bless? Well, I'll start with that. Um, hopefully this fall, October, we're going to be launching as a host site um, a grandparenting summit that we attended two years ago. And uh, we thought, well, we went into this you know, we're pretty active the way it is, but we came out of it on fire. And, and through their resources, it's called the Legacy Coalition, and their resources, much like Faith at Home, is just, it goes on and on. And they talk about that. There's books written and, uh, and all that. So there's, so there's something any, everybody can do. Even if you have dysfunctional family situations, no communication, there's something you can do. One step. There's there, there's loaded of ideas. So that's going to come. And and Tammy and I, we hosted one last fall. We'll, we're looking at hosting this fall again. Another grandparenting group. That we have a six-week course that uh, dives into that. So, 
broaden your, your scope here now to even parents and parents blessing their own kids, or even broader, how we bless one another. Why? Uh, what is a word of encouragement you have for us here on why we should make this a priority, or why we should be intentional about blessing? Well, I find as we bless anybody, you get a blessing back. It, um, little Annabelle again, she was laying down for a nap, and I said, Annabelle, may the Lord bless and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And her and I had a peace wash over us, and that goes with anybody as you, as you bless others. And it might be nice to go ahead and, and if someone's suffering, say, can I say a prayer over you? And if that's memorized, that can just come out. Yeah. Uh, to piggyback what Tammy's saying, uh, blessed to be a blessing. Okay, blessed to be a blessing. So it goes it's two ways, and it's a win-win. That's God's design. So why not live in that? And uh, the other thing, if I could add one more thing, would be, I think it's really important, so when you, when you talk about, okay, so um, with blessings, there's always challenges, and we don't want to make it look like this perfect couple family. We're not. I mean, we got challenges, too. We've had leukemia involved with a grandchild. And um, so my point is, is, is think about if you haven't dealt with the curses in your life, you need to address that. You need to, you need to find out what are your obstacles keeping you from the blessing and living in blessing. That's critical. And I don't know if we talk about that enough, and that's probably still coming, but that's a big part. Because you try to do the mix of both and both, and you're, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to, you know, so there is, God, God has a better plan. Thanks, uh, Jeff and Tammy. And, and before you go down, uh, Jeff, can I just ask you to pray a prayer of blessing over Crossroads Church so sure. that we would be a place of blessing? Sure, yes. So, Lord, I, I pray a blessing over Crossroads Church this morning that the Lord would keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you. Today we're going to speak specifically about blessing our church family. Um, the church, the body of Christ, is a family. And a family has all of the good and the bad and the ugly. Uh, the church family has as the same as our own families. And so as important as it is for us um, as parents to speak blessing over our kids and grandparents to speak blessing over grandkids and creating that kind of environment. It, it is also super important for us as a body of believers to speak blessing over each other. Uh, there's a pretty familiar passage that I'm going to read this morning. It's Acts 2, 42 through 47. And as I read through this, Notice where you see blessing. Remember, blessing is where you're adding weight, you're adding favor, you're adding value. Notice how this early church was adding value. 
Acts 2, 42 through 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So do you see it? Did you see the blessing that was coming through there? That, um, that as they were doing life together, as they were being devoted to some very important things like prayer and fellowship and the apostles' teaching, uh, as they shared and noticed the needs of each other, you, you have this blessing or value that is being added. So what would it look like for us to bless one another? To bless one another, as we've already been talking about, is adding favor. But at the end of this passage in verse 47, it says they were enjoying the favor of all the people. Favor, which we talked about last week, is similar to blessing. It's adding value. Favor here, the word translated favor out of the Greek is charis. Charis can often be translated as grace. And so, in essence, they were enjoying the grace of all the people. Or think of it this way in Ephesians 2, where it says it is by grace that you are saved. What if we read it, it is by God's favor that you are saved. When you were saved, God added value to who you are as a, as a person. So adding value causes us to feel favor. And when we feel favor, we feel value and we share it out to others. Verse 46 and 47 in this passage says that they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and seer hearts. Do you see the intentionality of being together? The result of all of this is that the Lord added to their number daily those being saved. So question for you. If you wanted to destroy the church, if you wanted to keep the church from reaching out and growing by people getting saved and doing their commission, going and making disciples, what would you do? Get them to stop meeting together. Get them to stop caring for one another, to be totally focused on self and not others. Get them to stop praying for each other. Get them to stop sharing meals together. Get them to stop earnestly desiring 
the things of the Spirit. In other words, get them so that they are divided as a family. Create division and dysfunction. Three years ago, COVID hit. And what happened? We stopped meeting together. We started being divided, mask or no mask, vaccine or no vaccine. Many churches are experiencing what we are experiencing. People have left. They've stopped attending. They can sit at home and watch it on TV. The church at large is divided. Why would somebody want to come to a place where there's division and dysfunction? Why? Dysfunction happens and division happens when we gather together on Sunday morning and we sing these amazing praise songs and then we walk out the door and we talk negatively about the people we were just worshiping with. In fact, James talks about this in chapter 3. He says this, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. And yet we do it. We've all been guilty of it in some way or some fashion. We sit here and we praise each other. Or praise the Lord through songs. And then, and, and, and then we get mad at each other. We get divided. And then we say negative things towards each other. And then we hurt each other. And then we wound each other. And then we don't want to be around each other. But we still gather together on Sunday morning. And we sing praises together. And then we walk out the door. It's just a vicious cycle. Here's something that I want you to think about. When you or I speak negatively about someone, we are actually taking value away from them. Even if it's not to their face. We are, in essence, choosing cursing over blessing. The church of Jesus Christ needs to stop it. It... There's nothing more to say than stop it. Choose life and blessing. You know what your mom or dad probably told you? Same thing. If you haven't got anything good to say, then don't say anything at all. There's a lot of truth in that. Right? 
James goes on later in verse, or chapter 3, and he says this, starting with verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Then he, then he tells us what wisdom is. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual. It's demonic. Bitter envy is when you have great hostility towards somebody else. It, it is envy where you long for something, but it goes beyond envy of being kind of jealous to this point where you have animosity towards somebody. You, you just, there's a, there's a rivalry that happens. There's a resentment that happens. There's a jealousy that happens. That's, that's bitter envy. Selfish ambition, I, I want it my way. If we don't do things in this church the way I want them done, well then, I'm going to let you know. And I'm going to talk about you to everybody else. That's a wisdom, but it's a wisdom from the earth. And that wisdom, again, is unspiritual. It's demonic. For we have, where we have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Just look around you. Look at some of the, the, the stuff that happens between churches. It's, it's filled with dysfunction, disorder. It's filled with evil practices. Why? Because we are grabbing on to the wisdom of this earth. We are more concerned about myself, and I'm, I'm hurt by what that person is, and so I hang on to it, and I get this bitterness that builds up inside of me. James tells us what wisdom from above is. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Church, we need to be peacemakers. We need to be peacemakers. We have to stop the bitter envy, the jealousy, the selfish ambition. We need to stop it, and we need to choose peacemaking. Life, blessing, death, curse. Bitter envy, selfish ambition is, goes along with the death and the curse. Peacemaking produces life. I don't think 
we in the Western church. I mean, we in the Western church, we, we, we're so used to figuring things out with our brains that we don't really grasp the spiritual realm. We don't grasp what happens into, in the spiritual realm when we hang on to bitter envy and selfish ambition. We don't understand the division and what that division and disorder does and on how it hinders the Holy Spirit from doing what the Holy Spirit needs to do. We're, we're longing for the Spirit of God to move and we come on Sunday morning and we praise God, but then we walk out of here and we're filled with bitter envy and selfish ambition and we wonder why the Spirit of God isn't moving. There's a spiritual issue here. And again, Paul says in Ephesians, we're not in a battle against each other. Our battle's not against each other. It's against the spiritual powers and rulers of this world. Let me remind you what they did in Acts 2, verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. The early church chose blessing. And we see it in what they did. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number those being saved. Out of the mouth, they praised God, and out of the mouth, they blessed each other. And as they praised God together, and as they chose to bless each other, they wanted to be with each other. And as they wanted to be with each other and hang out with each other, others wanted to do it too. They wanted to be there. Why? Because the world is filled with cursing. The world is filled with division. I, I, it's, it's in some of your people's work environments. It's, it's there. It's in your neighborhoods. It's, it's in your schools. There's that division. People are looking for a place where they belong and value is added to them. So the question today is, do you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart? Is there an offense that you have towards someone else? Is there something you've been hanging on to? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Confess it. Go talk to that person and, and tell them, I'm sorry, I've been hanging on to this. Will you forgive me? Get rid of it. It's demonic. We don't say that word that often, but it's if you have an offense, that's demonic. James tells us that. Get rid of it. We are choosing death and cursing when we hang under an offense when we have bitter envy and jealousy, when we function in selfish ambition. Today, choose life. Choose blessing. This is the way we are going to move forward, church, and transform the world.
See, I, our, our world is going crazy. I know we, we look and we see in the news there's crazy stuff happening in our schools and all that kind of stuff. To be honest with you, I don't care about that. Why don't I care about that? Because I see the mess in the church. And the church, the church is the hope of the world. We're, we're supposed to bring blessing to the world, and we're divided, and we're dysfunctional. Who, who cares what's going on out there? If we spent as much time caring about what's going on in here as we did as what's going on out there, we begin to see the world change. So, all of this, I, I, I want you to hear and to understand that our call is to bless each other here in the body. Let us gather together and worship on Sunday morning, and then as we walk out of here, let us speak blessing to one another. Let's add value to each other. And last week, I did this BLESS acronym, and I'm going to throw it up here on the screen again. How do you bless? First, it's recognizing that I am blessed. Okay? You have, to, you have to know that you are blessed. You are blessed by God. God knit you together in your mother's womb. Ephesians 2.10, I am God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. You are a masterpiece. You are blessed. You are blessed by God. You have to believe that with every part of your being so that you can pour out blessing to others. Then, second thing, listen to God. Meaning, spend time and say, hey God, who needs a word of blessing today? In fact, what if while we are together worshiping God, in the midst of our worshiping, we said, God, is there somebody here that needs blessing today? And when God brings a name to your mind, then you make sure that before the day is done, you go and bless them. But listen to God. Third, engage in the person's life. Whoever you need to bless, get, get. this is why it's so important that we are together. Engage in the person's life. Invite somebody over for dinner or for lunch. Go out to lunch together or out for a cup of coffee and just speak words of blessing. Engage in their life. Get to know them. As you get to know them, you'll know how to bless them. Scripture. Read Scripture. Ask God, what is a verse that I can share with them to bless them? It can be the blessing that you heard Tammy share up here. It, it can be something as simple as that. Maybe it's something specific. Then speak the blessing. Either write it down and hand it to them or speak it. We, we, people, we all need to hear it. So bless. Be intentional about blessing each other. So Friday night, the staff and elders, we had a gathering with staff and elders and spouses. Together we shared a meal, played a silly game. Um, and then we took a time when we got in groups of four and we just went around and we focused on one person and we blessed each other and we used this sentence we used a couple weeks ago the light of christ that i see in you is and we just spoke blessing it was as much fun for me to speak words of blessing into somebody else as it was to receive it 
It was fun when I spoke blessing into somebody to watch their eyes light up a little bit. But you, you, know, you notice that about me? What? You, you're seeing something in me? We, in that little time, added value to each other. And then we spent time in prayer afterwards. Um, it was one of my funnest nights that I've had in a long time to intentionally bless each other. So my challenge for you today is this week. Who is somebody in our body that God wants you to bless? Maybe they're not in the room right now, but who is one or two, maybe three people that you can bless this week? Take them out for lunch, just write them a note, text them, call them, some way, just speak blessing into their life. Second thing I want you to think about, if you have experienced wounding in your past, because we, we all at times don't speak blessing, we all at times say stupid things, and we often get hurt by, if you feel hurt or you feel like you don't, uh, you don't, you don't sense that blessing, in just a moment, when we get done here, there'll be a couple of prayer ministers up here. Come up there, and they will pray with you, and they will speak blessing into your life. So let's bless each other, and then let's, let's get rid of the offense, get rid of the wound that is in us. Invite God's Spirit into our hearts to bring healing. Let's pray. Father, I just first of all want to say um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the times that I have operated out of envy or selfish ambition Sorry for the times that I've chosen death or curse over life and blessing. Sorry for the times that I've turned my eyes away from you and focused on me. Thank you for your forgiveness. I pray that Crossroads would be a church of blessing that we would gather together and we would worship you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our voices would sing loudly praises to you, and then just as loudly we would bless each other. And I pray that we would be a church that we would get rid of any offense. Any offense, no matter how long it's been there, that we would confess it and get rid of it Father, our, um, our world needs you, and it needs uh, a church to be a place where people 
have favor with each other. And that's our prayer, that we would be a place that verse 47 says that we had everything in common and we had favor was had by all and that you are adding to those who are being saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to do like we did last week with our discussion groups. And you should have gotten uh, little cards when you walked in. We, we had more of the blessing cards. If not, raise your hand. I think the elders, uh, elders, the ushers, if ushers, you can grab some more of those cards and just walk around. Just raise your hand. They have little cards. And we're going to take 10 minutes. And this time, last week, we had you focus on family. This time, I want you to focus on people in this church. Maybe they're in the room, maybe they're not in the room. Just ask God, who do you want me to write a note, a blessing to? And then just write it out. There are some envelopes in the back in the Faith at Home Center area that you can stuff the, you know, and mail it to if they're not here. Otherwise, by the end of the service, just hand it to them. And let's bless some people. So here, just pray, Father God, show me how you have blessed so-and-so. Give me the scripture and words to speak blessing over them. If there's a verse that comes to your mind, write it in there. If not, that's okay. Uh, take a note card, write it down. Talk about their gifts, talents, and passions. Um, yeah, don't worry about how well it's written. Just write it and give the blessing to somebody else. If you want a helper, you can use this thing that we used a couple weeks ago and that we used on Friday night at our meeting. Just, just write, the light of Christ I see in you is, and then just write if you need a little helper. Otherwise, we're going to take 10 minutes and give you time to write this stuff out. We've got some prayer ministers that are going to be up here if you need prayer. All right, ready, 